You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, gentle listeners? And thank you so much for tuning in for episode 102 of Above the Nest with Rachel, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm your girl, Rachel Privet. And boy, when I tell you, we have a lot to talk about. Um, you guys can see that I am joined by a very familiar face, a very familiar guest. Um, if you are new around here, like I'm sure you've seen a lot of her content on like TikTok and like YouTube and Twitter because she really does her thing covering the Eagles. But yeah, she is my sister in sports. I always say that. I'm so happy to have her back because whenever we get to talk, it's always fun. So what's up, Simone? Her name is Simone Stanley, and you can follow her on Twitter at Simone Stanley, Simone underscore, underscore Stanley. You can also subscribe to her YouTube channel at Simone with the sports. What's up, Simone? Happy Thursday. What's going on? You said we always have a fun time. This is not going to be a fun time. I'm saying because you keep it real. You keep it blunt. You don't like sugarcoat anything. So whenever I talk to you, I know like this is the real deal. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, you know, it's a new year. We already took an L this year, but yeah, hopefully the football gods perform a miracle on this team. I think that's what we're all hoping for, but The Philadelphia Eagles, epic collapse for the Birds. They lost five of their last regular season games after they started the season 10 and one. So it was just like night and day start and end of the season. And so they finished their regular season 11 and six. They're the number five seed. They're heading to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers who are the number four seed. This game is going to be on Monday night. 8 p.m. It's the wild card round. And so we're going to preview that game. We're also going to like zoom out and take like a bigger picture look at the Eagles. And now that the season is over, like what are some things we want to see happen in the offseason, all that kind of stuff. And so we're going to get into that. But I wanted to start off um, with the game against the Giants, the regular season finale. I know a lot of people are on Twitter talking about how they checked out of that game. They turned it off. They were like, I'm going to watch Netflix because why am I going to finish this? We actually streamed our BGN Instant Reaction Show early because we were like, we're not finishing this. And so did you actually finish that game? Absolutely not. <laughs> Once I saw Jayla Hurst giving basically the middle finger right. on national TV, I was like, you know what? That's the signal for us all to clock out. But I wasn't expecting much from that game. Once I knew DeAndre Swift wasn't playing, Devontae Smith wasn't playing, and then once A.J. Brown got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We say that for the listeners, Simone was putting air quotes like hurt because some people have been saying, you know, after at the locker room, he was greeting the players. He wasn't limping. Right. He didn't have on a, a, a crutches or like a boot or anything. So I've been hearing it too. I'm not even mad. Like if he faked his injury, I'm not even mad because what's the point of AJ Brown 
being out there, it might actually get hurt for absolutely no reason when we saw the trajectory that game was going, the way the defense was just selling out. So I'm not even mad at A.J. Brown for opting out of that game, whether he was really hurt or fake hurt, because that turf horrendous that the New York Giants have, people go there in, in their seasons in. Facts. I checked out that game early, girl. I don't blame you. I really don't blame you. And I mean, we're recording on Thursday, and it's 2 o'clock, and there haven't been a lot of updates on A.J. Brown. I know on, I think that was Tuesday, maybe, they said that there was going to be, like, the MRI that he was going to undergo. But we haven't really been hearing too much, and so we don't know if he's going to be able to go. But hopefully he's able to go, and we'll keep you guys updated if he is. But there is so much to talk about, like, <laughs> the season, like when you think about this whole season, and like I said, starting 10 and one, losing the last five of your, you know, six regular season games, at what point do you remember like actually enjoying watching this Eagles team play? Well, honestly, this season has been, we've been, it's been painful for 90% of the games. Like, even games that we won, yeah. our deficiencies have been exposed all season long. Like, we've we've scraped out of a lot of games. So, like, it's not surprising to me that the Eagles finished losing five out of their last six, seeing the way they played and, and taking teams so close to the end. The secondary has been getting exposed all season long. We haven't had a complete game, in my opinion, except against, really, the Buccaneers, where it's been clean, no turnovers, defense locked down getting pressure up front. That was really our only complete game. Almost every game this season, one side of the ball or both was terrible for whatever reason, play calling, tackling, turnovers, penalties. So this season, I've said several times throughout this season on my platform before we even started this epic collapse that they, this season has not been fun. Every game has been full of anxiety. Every game, for whatever reason, has gone down to the last 30 seconds, 50 seconds, the last drive. So, like, girl, the L's just started coming along with it. But the 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 problems have always been showing themselves. I was just texting one of my friends, and I was just telling her how, like, you know, during the instant reaction show, we always do, like, three-word reactions, like, how are you feeling? And it never failed like this entire season. Mind you, Philly fans are definitely way more passionate than a lot of their other fan bases. But every single game, like at the end of the game, there were fans calling for somebody to be fired. It never failed. It like never failed. And I'm like, that's not a like that's not a good thing. Like starting way back in the beginning of the season, it just never failed. And it just got worse and worse and worse. But there are a lot of people getting called to be fired now that the regular season is over. A lot of people are responsible for this epic collapse down the stretch. But who would you say is like most at fault for how the season started and just failed to adjust? Like how did it how it ended? Who would you say is most at fault? I would say definitely the coaching staff now. I was watching Troy Eggman yesterday and Troy Eggman was saying that it's definitely a coaching thing and it might actually be even higher up than the coaches, what he was saying. Um, because I've never seen such, such a talented team be so underutilized. And we, we want to blame Nick Sirianni. I'm not saying Nick Sirianni isn't to blame. Um, but we have two – we brought in two rookie play callers um, 
to take over a team that had championship aspirations. Like we messed up there. We should have originally went in and got a veteran defensive coordinator, veteran offensive coordinator. Um, the locker room is completely lost and everybody wants to say fire Brian Johnson, but Nick Sirianni has made it clear several times that Brian Johnson is running his offense. So we don't know if, what Brian Johnson could do if Nick Sirianni stepped out the way and relinquished control. The thing that frustrates me about Nick Sirianni is he's so consistently, he consistently says he's not willing to change anything. Every week he'll get on the press conference and say, I'm not changing anything. I'm not changing anything. Even though the offense was poor, even though the defense got exposed, even though we're giving up records amount of numbers, quarterbacks are having record day against us. He says each and every week in the press conferences, no. They say, are you going to change anything? No, no, no. So I don't get why he's so stubborn and so resistant to making adjustment and making changes. One thing I really liked about Sean Desai was that Sean Desai will always make adjustments. Like they will go in the locker room. The defense will look completely different in the second half. So honestly, I don't really know. Obviously I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but when I see the lack of passion that the players are playing with, like the lack of passion that we see from the offense, the lack of passion that we see from the defense. Like, and then you have players like Sidney Brown who's saying we, we play like we practice. And then you hear Javon Hargrave saying how much harder the Niners practices are than the Eagles practices are that cultural thing. Like that starts up top. So Nick Sirianni is going to have a lot of eyeballs on him because the locker room is obviously in disarray. You've been covering this team for a while you've seen how the vibes are just completely off. And usually that has something to do with the man in charge, who is Nick Sirianni. The guys are uninspired. I don't know if Nick can get the locker room back. So, and then for the people that say, oh, let's keep Nick Sirianni and just bring in a new defensive coordinator and bring in a new offensive coordinator, who's to say that Nick Sirianni is going to turn the keys over, over to whoever we bring in to replace Brian Johnson? He could do the same thing that he did to Brian Johnson and want him want the new offensive coordinator to run his own offense, which would be the same thing we've been seeing. So it's not looking good, in my opinion, for Nick, because the locker room is there's no good vibes. Yes, yeah. no good vibes. It's such a tough place to be in. Um, I remember the first year that Nick Sirianni you know, was hired, that was the year that I started covering the birds too. And despite like the introductory presser when he was like stumbling and people were coming for him because of whatever reason, like, I feel like he is a person that you want to root for because right. of like his energy. And you can tell that the players do, like he is a leader of men. Like you can tell that the players do rally behind him. He has had the success in the first few years, you know, first year he did make it to the playoffs, even though they lost to the Bucks. And then last year they made it to the Super Bowl. But it's like, this was the first time that we've actually really seen like adversity. And a lot of people have been talking about this. I know uh, Brandon Lee Gowton, um, who's on BGN radio, he talked about this a lot. And it's kind of just like, that's a lot of success that he has had, but what is the plan moving forward? And I think that's where we're at. And so that's one of the reasons where I feel like he, like there's a possibility that he might not be safe because it's like, yes, you've done this, but we, that's in the past. Like we got to keep moving forward. And so that's a scary thought, but it's, scary. Mm -hmm. it's, it's something to think about. Like, what is his plan? And like you said, if he's always in the press conferences, like, oh, I'm not making any adjustments. It's kind of just like, what is 2024 going to look like if you're exactly. stuck in your ways? So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, Matt Patricia 
in this role, him stepping in as defensive coordinator and just completely like doing worse than Sean Desai was, it's just a lot of mess right now. And that's a Nick Sirianni move. Nick Sirianni yeah. wanted to bring in Matt Patricia, even though Matt Patricia had a long record of not getting along with players, a long unsuccessful record. He wanted to bring Matt Patricia in the building for what? Like, and then to demote Sean Desai, yeah. like it was, that's just so weird. Like, oh, he could still maybe earn his spot back at defensive coordinator. When do they, where do you ever do that where you see a, a coordinator get put in timeout? Like, either they get fired or they're done, but he left it up into question, like, oh, maybe he could come back or whatnot. Obviously, Sean Desai has to go because who can respect? I just feel like, why would Sean Desai want to stay yeah. knowing the way that they handled um, him? for somebody like Matt Patricia. Right. But when it comes to Nick Sirianni and his success in the last two seasons, that was with Sean Steichen, though. That's my thing. This is our first year seeing Nick Sirianni without Sean Steichen, Shane Steichen. Shane, when, when Nick was calling plays, we were two and five in that first season. Once Shane Steichen took over, that's when we started to have a path to actually make the playoffs that first year. We saw what Shane did the next season, the following season, taking us to the Super Bowl. Now Shane is gone. We look a hot mess. And now he has the Indianapolis Colts basically, what, two wins less than us in their first season, almost making the playoffs in their first season with Jonathan Taylor being missing, with Anthony Richardson getting hurt, and them having to bring in Gardner Minshew, who we know (laughs) – can look a hot mess, yeah. but Shane Steichen had him looking good. One one game away from making the playoffs in his first season, so it's given Nick Shane Steichen leaving exposed Nick Sirianni, in my opinion. Absolutely, and so this entire off season is just going to be. I don't want to say interesting, but it is like I think all eyes are definitely going to be on the Philadelphia Eagles come off season. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's spin things forward. We know the Eagles are going to be heading to Tampa Bay. They're going to be playing the Bucks, number four seed. Eagles are number five seed. And so the Eagles lost the last five, five out of their six regular season games. The Bucks, on the other hand, won five out of their last six regular season games. Mind you, some of the wins that they have are like against the Panthers. That was week 18. They beat the Jags. They beat the Packers, the Falcons. Um, so, yeah. Some of the wins are kind of just like, eh, but both of the teams right now don't look that great. And so going into this matchup, 
what are just like your thoughts? Like, I know they're going to be going up against wide receivers, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and they're both pretty talented, finished with over a thousand receiving yards. And one of our concerns has been the secondary, which has been banged up. Now we know that Sidney Brown is out. Uh, this would be Darius Slay's first game back after, you know, missing some time with an injury and James Bradbury hasn't been good. And so is that matchup for you something that you're concerned about going into this game? I think getting Slay back um, is going to be huge. Um, I know people have their opinions of Slay over the season, but Slay has been our best cornerback all season long. Um, so getting him back is going to be huge, um, not only for his play, but also his leadership on the field and him being able to be on the sidelines these last couple of weeks and see the defense from the sideline. Because I hear former players say all the time, like how big it is to watch the game from the sidelines and, you know, things, really, you know, you can see things that you can see when you're not in the game. So Slay being able to be out. Um, you know, watch this defense from the sidelines. I feel like he could come back even better. Um, and then us not having that pressure of playing James Bradbury because we can have Slay and Ricks and Ringo out there and not have to have James Bradbury out that much. And we've seen how much teams target James Bradbury so much. So I think getting Slay back is going to be a huge, um, very, very bright spot. We obviously had our best game this season against the Buccaneers. I feel like our most complete game as a team. So, and Slay was a part of that. So I think that's going to be big having him back. What are your thoughts on Jalen Hurts? Um, I know that because he hasn't been looking like his best um, this season compared to what we saw in the 2022 season, a lot of people are feeling like, you know, we shouldn't have paid him. Do you feel like that's overreaction? Um, I feel like it was a good spot to pay him at that time because the way that the quarterback market is and the way that, you know, if he did, you know, if he did come out this season and be better than he was last season or just as good as he was last season, his price would have went up. So it was kind of like a, a tough spot because we wanted to pay him early while his price was a little bit lower than if he did come out and explode. Um, but Jalen is obviously a product of a bad offense, a bad offensive play calling a terrible defense. Um, so the turnovers, definitely concerning. I would hate to sound like a Dallas fan, like they were saying with Dak, but some of the turnovers weren't his fault. A lot of the turnovers were his fault. That is something that we're going to have to um, watch out for, and that is something that he's definitely going to have to clean up, um, force feed in AJ, you know, force feed in the ball in the double coverage, I feel like. Um, causing some of those turnovers, holding on to the ball way too long. Um, I think that the issues that he has is definitely fixable, and I think that it's going to come with a good play caller because we saw how Shane Steichen, again, had Jalen Hurts balling. So if we can just make the right decision this offseason, I feel like we could see Jalen going back to the form. And then also we can't discount the fact that he has been hurt, which does limit him um, – when it comes to, you know, the quarterback draws um, and him running the ball, he he can't do as much. Watching the Ravens in that game against the Niners, like the way Lamar Jackson was just, you know, like it made me miss that Jalen Hurts, but that guy can come back. Yeah. And speaking of injury, like you said, he dislocated his finger against the Giants in that regular season finale. And we know that going up against Todd Bowles and the Bucks, blitzing is going to be an issue. 
because the Eagles continue to struggle. They struggled with it against the Giants and they just continue to not have answers for it. And so that's something that I'm worrisome about going into this matchup. But um, before I get you out of here, what would you say is like your key for success? I know that you probably have multiple, but like mm -hmm. one key for success going into this game against the Bucks on Monday. Like you said, I feel like pass protection, like Jalen has been on the run so much. And we want to talk about everything. We want to talk about the secondary. We want to talk about Jalen. We want to talk about play call, boom, boom. The offensive line has fell off heavy. Like the run blocking, solid, great and all. But the pass protection this season has been terrible. And like we want to say, oh, we got the best offensive line. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Jalen has been under so much pressure. And we saw it in the Giants game. Like, where is the protection for Jalen? Like, the only way we're going to make it out of this Bucks game is if the offensive line buys him some time, a decent amount of time. Like, he was on the run so much. He barely had any time to even think in the game against the Giants. So, the offensive line has to step up. Like, we have a few injuries here and there, but that's one of our most talented units. Like, there's no excuse for not having enough time for Jalen to be Jalen. So if this defense is going to be sorry as heck as it was against the Giants, our only hope is our weapons on offense, which we know can carry us. Um, but that all starts with getting protection up front. I don't know what happened to this offensive line, Rachel. I really don't know. Don't know. But that blitz is going to be coming. We're going to have to be able to have an answer for it. That's the biggest thing I feel like. Absolutely. Um, what's your confidence level in this Philadelphia Eagles team? coming out on top in the wild card round matchup. Girl. One to ten. I feel like I'm going to say an eight because I hear Jalen in his press conference talking about, you know, there's so many excuses this team can have. Darius Slay coming back. Darius Slay could pack it up this season and be like, I see y'all. Like, it's one or done. You know what I mean? Darius Slay could look at this drama and be like, I'm good, love. See y'all next season. Great. But he's saying, I'm going to come back. I'm playing in this game. Devontae Smith, he could have an excuse. Like, he has his leg injury. He could say, oh, you know, my leg still hurt. Like, why am I go out there to take this L? Devontae Smith saying, I'm going to be out there. I'm playing. You know what I'm saying? A.J. Brown, want to be out there playing. So, I feel like since these guys are playing in this game, they have some level of want to, I guess, because, you know, like they want to come out. They want to play for whatever reason. Like, why would you come back? But if you have confidence that y'all can win this game. So hearing Devontae Smith say that today, like, you know, I'm going to be out there. I'm playing. Hearing Darius Slay saying I'm coming back. Let's get this win. Like, there's some gusto, I guess, that the team has against the Bucs. So <sighs> if the stars show up and be stars, yes. then we can win this game. I think that's a big part of it. I'm confident that the Eagles can win this game, despite how they've been looking. I just feel like they are the better team. And so we saw how Hurts looked without Devontae and without A.J. Brown, but if all of them are back and we got DeAndre Swift, I feel like they could get back to what they were um, and pull this. At least After one game. That, I don't know. But this right. game against the Bucks, I think they can pull it out. I think they'll be fine. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> we will see, but thank you.
for coming by and talking with me. I really do appreciate it. Um, Like I mentioned, gentle listeners out there, you guys definitely check out Simone's work, Simone's work, because she is so consistent, like dropping episodes every single day, especially on YouTube and TikTok. Like you really are doing the thing. So um, check out Simone with the sports on YouTube and Simone underscore Stanley on Twitter. So yeah, thank you. What's your TikTok handle? Simone with the sports. Simone with the sports. Okay. All right. Cool. Do you want to plug anything before I get you out of here? Um, that's pretty much it, girl. Ain't nothing popping with the birds <laughs> right now. So <laughs> we hope that they're flying high this weekend. Right. Hopefully we change that. Yeah. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate your time. Of course. PGN. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.